TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. And good morning. Welcome to this edition of The Real Estate Show here on 830 WCCO. Chris and Andy in the studio having a special guest or two today as well. How are you guys doing? Fabulous. Yeah, now that I'm out of the uh, convention center. Yeah, we're goodness. both hanging out at the convention center this weekend. For it's what? It's a big volleyball tournament, national volleyball. Danny, have you ah. noticed all the six-foot-tall uh, teenage girls walking around downtown yes. Minneapolis? <laughs> There's like 10,000 of them at the uh, national qualifier that you were talking about here, and they're from all over the country. I mean, we were playing a team this morning from the uh, Michigan-Ohio border Yesterday, Tennessee, Texas. I mean, mm-hmm. they're from all over the country. They fly in for this big Pretty tournament. talented people, too. Oh, it's so much fun to watch. I, yeah. If you love volleyball, I think it's 11 bucks a day to get in, and it's uh, you can see some of the top talent in the country playing in Minneapolis. Right here. Yeah. yeah. Well, how was, uh, outside of volleyball, how was your week in, uh, in <laughs> real estate? Real estate, yeah. real estate uh, real estate's been really good. It was a little slower on showings. Yeah. Um, but and I don't know why. I heard you talking on the phone yep. uh, earlier, and you were saying the exact same thing um, to somebody. But it was, it was just kind of like it, I don't know, it was just we, a we've little seen off. A, but. I've seen the front, um, you know, kind of as we're cruising through the, the lake of, of real estate here, we're seeing that um, s- some of our showings are starting to slow down a little bit. Some of the new construction um, stuff has slowed down. A lot of the early orders were happening. We were seeing a lot of the January, February, March coming in solid. The parade was really busy, and those orders came in, and then now it's starting to kind of get back to more normal business. Um, which we're still way under where we normally were for construction numbers. And so for a lot of us, it's kind of like, well, is this temporary? Is this just, you know, nice weather slowing things down? But, you know, a lot of times, like I said, we're, we're on the front edge of it. So we're talking about the stuff that they'll talk about in the newspaper in June and July. So I was excited, though, because a lot of our stuff is starting to come on the market. Right. And some real fun, uh, good stuff. And I think uh, next weekend um, we got 14 open houses. Oh my God. I know, oh. because a lot of stuff's coming on. And, and I've been saying that for a while to people, and they keep saying, okay, Chris, when's it finally going to come? Yeah. But I think it's, it's starting to come. You're starting to see more listings come on, and uh, so that's exciting. Let's uh, invite our listeners, too, to join in. If you have a real estate type of question, you can uh, call it in, phone it in, or send a text. Our phone number is 651-989-9226, or uh, send the guys a text, 81807. Yeah, we also brought in Ted Fields with Remax Results. Um, so we got Remax Preferred, Remax Advantage Plus, and Remax Results here, uh, which is good. Mm. We all uh, work together. But uh, we're going to talk later about senior services. That's what a lot of what he does. Um, kind of, you know, when you make that move, um, when it, maybe it's time for whether it's assisted living or downsizing or whatever, there's a lot of things that go into it. And, uh, and I think you, there's a lot more than what we'd normally do with a, a typical move-up buyer, you know, what they have to do. They typically have a lot of stuff. Yep. Well, and they have to have assets that they protect. There's a lot of those things that we're going to talk about, and there's moving parts. Sometimes, you know, like I, I've had the same situation with clients that have health, and one of the partners will get um, in a position of where they're not as healthy or they're on wheels now instead of walking, and so we have to find a, a home that will accommodate that situation. They can't afford to have temporary housing, so – you know, reverse mortgages and creative financing, reverse for purchase, some of these other exotic tools that are out there 
that accommodate that buyer and that seller at the same time. And it's, it's happening all over the place. And what, what I find interesting though, too, Chris, is that, um, that the, the amount of people that are still in that senior housing um, category, but yet still are looking for multi-generational housing because they have the kids coming with them or they have the grandkids and the single mom that want to live with them or, or, multi, or, or maybe they're providing healthcare services for their parents, you know, and so the parents are moving in with the kids. And so there's a lot of really neat, um, I think, changes happening in our industry to, to accommodate that growing family uh, you know, right. and another And another part that comes with it is the family. I mean, literally, it's not typically just one decision maker. Right. It could be multiple decision makers that you're dealing with. So it's just a little more complicated. Which we like. Um, you know, as many people in the, with their hands in the uh, pot as possible, making decisions is wonderful. <laughs> But it's it's better that way than to get into the mess and then try to get out of it later. So I still I still chuckle. Chris and I always have fun with this, where we have you know we'll have you know several people in a family trying to sell a house. Maybe it's mom and dad's house or whatever. And I think we still have my my family up in uh, Big Lake with twelve kids in the family. And and just it it's fun though. I actually because I love the dynamics of families and the watching the brothers and sisters going back and forth and the just the they're arguing like they're little kids and here they're in their sixties and seventies, you know, and it's just kind of cute. So, good stuff. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. That's our phone number. Uh, text number is eight one eight zero seven. You know what I'm finding too. Um, I had gone to Denver um, a week or two ago, mm-hmm. and uh, when I got back, I had nine different messages on tax evaluations. Those all came out. And boy, did we get them um, from, I got nine from people on the lake, on Prior Lake um, at the time. And values went, I mean, skyrocketed, most 20%. But it was kind of one of those things that I said, well, what did it go to? And they said what it was. And I said, well, your house is definitely, it's worth more than that. Yeah. You know, but it was kind of, uh, you know, when they when they nail you all at once. But what we've heard is that they're just trying to get the values more in line mm-hmm. with really what they are. And not, maybe the taxes aren't going to totally reflect that upswing. But, I mean, they're going to get hit some, but not as bad. Well, I've talked to tax assessors about that before, too. They, they don't want to get up to the actual property, per se, real, real value. They're just trying to spread out the you know, if your city has a $38 million budget, they're trying to raise in taxes. They just have to figure out a way to have everybody equally pay their fair share, and they do that based on value. So they, they're not trying to pick on you. They're just bringing everybody up because otherwise people start questioning that, well, my tax value is 200000 less than my actual value. So, you know what I mean? And it's just, yeah. yeah. Well, we talked about that, market value versus tax value versus yep. assessed value versus appraised value. I mean, all of those are all different. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, you're, you're – tax value, your, your assessed value, you don't want that super high. Right. You know, and a lot of people, but then us as agents, will kind of try to use that against like a seller if we're working with a buyer. Right. Saying, you know what, the county only says it's worth 400 you're trying to get seven. Right. You know, right. there's just no way. But in reality, it just probably didn't catch up with them. Depends how right. long ago that they sold, you know. Well, and that's, that that's kind of like I was just saying, though. I mean, there were times where when we were going through some of those rough markets where property values were going down, but the tax liability didn't. And because the cities couldn't change their budgets fast enough to accommodate where the market was going. So you saw like your, your house may be devalued $200,000, but you still were paying, you know, $7,000 a year in taxes. Well, that was the thing is that it's not like there's an exact science. It's again, it's a spreading out a budget over top of a, a valuation of the entire city and then trying to come up with that perfect calculation to get everybody to pay their fair share. So text numbers 818071 just came in, guys. It says this. My house has a pending sale. The closing is May 31st. I had the deed for my property, but I seem to have misplaced it. If I can't find it, 
What do I do? It's no problem. (laughs) Your deed. I mean, what a deed transfers title, okay? Um, And that's all been recorded with the county. So you don't need the actual deed to it to be able to record to someone else. Title work would have taken care of that. Some people talk about if that's like your abstract. Right. You know. um, What is an abstract? The old abstract is that book that's in everybody's freezer that has the from when the United States of America were founded to the, you know, or started. George Washington gave it to this person. And the railroad bought it. And then this was subdivided and the farmer owned it. Is that what I have in the safe deposit box that looks like That now is considered to be a great souvenir. You you don't Ah. necessarily need that all the time. The, the title companies will say thank you, but they're doing the, what is it, the 40-year title searches now instead. Okay. More Corn effective, quicker. So not a problem. Yeah. If you, right. if you can't find it, just it's, but it is fun when, you know, you have a couple that's owned a house since the 60s or 70s, and they get that young couple that's coming in there, starting their family, and you hand them that book, and it's kind of, they're like, what is this? It's almost like a historical artifact that they really actually appreciate, I think. All right. Tell you what, we're going to take this quick break. We'll uh, be right back. 651 989 Text number is 81807. A few clouds out there. Beautiful weekend. We're at the 58 degrees currently. Uh, later on here, 68 the high today, about 70 tomorrow. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome back to this portion of our real estate show. If you do have a related question, 651 651- Nine eight nine nine two two six. Text is eight one eight zero seven. Guys, let's go to the phones. Uh, Jim is calling from uh, Shoreview. Jim, you're on CCO. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning, morning. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking of selling my house. I've got a above ground pool that need now. I find out it needs a liner, about a three thousand dollar dollar liner, and I'm wondering if I'd be better off to take the pool out and just put the money into fixing up the backyard or would it sell easier that way or not? Jim, let me ask you a quick question. Uh, is it is it incorporated into a deck? Yes, it is. How how big is the deck around it? Oh, it's huge. It's uh it's, it goes around half of the half of the pool. So you're are you able to um, fill that in? Yeah, it's it's, okay. you know, it's about four feet deep, and then it's got a deep spot where it goes down to about seven feet. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I I, I believe. Um, if it's if it's an in ground pool, it's different than if it's above ground pool. Um, I've recommended uh, many times that the above ground pool goes, especially if you have to put money into mm-hmm. it, because there's a lot of people that might not want that. Right. Um, and so I would I would put the money into trying to um, kind of make that deck look like it's a deck unless it's yep. off by itself. If it's attached to the house and kind of leads out to it, mm-hmm. that you got to try to finish that. But if it's all by itself around it, then I just tear it out and make the yard bigger. Yeah. You know, it's attached to the house. You know, you can go right from the house, right to jump right into the pool. So it's, yep. it surrounds the pool of like half of the pool surrounded by the deck. Yep. Then you got to fill in that deck. Well, and That's you know, I, I think too, do. sometimes uh, Jim, we look at what's the price point of the house and then who's our target audience. Like, are we going to be selling this house to younger family and and sometimes those like those above ground pools are the alternative to an in ground pool because you can do it for under ten thousand or whatever it is. And it's when people have young kids that want that pool and really want that, and then they're not over investing. They're not putting one hundred and fifty thousand into a pool in the backyard or eighty thousand or whatever it costs nowadays. And in, in looking at that savings, and so if you think that your house is going to sell to an audience that maybe is not kid friendly, then I would recommend Chris what Chris says. On the other hand, I've had um, some of my houses I've listed where it's definitely going to be kids. That's a great school district. And the families come in and they're like, 
wow, this is a great feature for us because now we don't have to do it and it's ready for and, the kids to enjoy. And price range. Yeah, price you range. You know, where yes. that price range is um, will make a big difference on if that pool stays or goes. Yep. So some people, you know, when we talk about pools, there's there's at some levels that, you know, the people are getting in there and they're watching everything that they're spending and there's a budget mm-hmm. and you've got to watch all that. Now you add on heating a pool and putting chemicals in it and it becomes more of a burden on them yep. than it's going to be fun for them. Well, you know, you think about this too, an in-ground pool, if somebody does not want that in-ground pool, that's a heck of a project to remove versus an above-ground pool. It costs you less. You used it. Your kids loved it. And now if you want to take it away who cares? It was a lifestyle choice at that point in time. It's like taking a vacation, and you chose to have that pool for those years. You used it. You enjoyed it, and it's okay to take it away. Since we're into pools, <laughs> people are – I think we're getting a lot more value out of the pools now for sure. um, in the marketplace than what it used to be. It used to be that said, oh, forget it. You're not going to get anything extra for a pool. Well, some of these pools cost you sixty to hundred grand to be able to put mm-hmm. in, and you're going to gain some value from that because sure. I think people have gotten with so busy. I mean, look at just this yep. weekend. We're, we're gone all the time. There's no way to – it's hard to get away. Right. You know, and so if you have your, your vacation at your home, you know, that's somewhere yep. where the kids stay. And as you get older, I mean, that's where the kids hang out, and that's kind of advantageous. It's a great point. Yep. All so, right. all right, Ted Field, Remax Results is here. He is. And he's here. He's here. We're yeah. getting it right here. With his he's big here. entourage. Yeah, exactly. You and me. We got to have him talk into the microphone, though. So, um, Ted, we appreciate you coming. Uh, you know, you specialize. Well, hold on. Let's talk about uh, Ted and I met at an event, and uh, we went through, uh, and I got a chance in which to talk to him. But, Ted, why don't you tell him real quick about how you, uh, what the, with all the mittens and the hats and what you do out there. So his microphone's going all over the place. <laughs> I'm glad I have some professional help here. Thank yeah. you so much. Okay. So just talk a little bit about that. Oh, well, that's a project that I started uh, uh, about 20-some years ago. I, I was up in Malacca, Minnesota, and uh, uh, was by Malacca Unclaimed Freight. And they had these cool stocking hats for a dollar apiece, so I bought 100 of them, took them down to Basilica, and they, I thought... I mean, they just jumped all over me and said, can you get more? So I asked friends, do you want to donate 50 bucks, 100 bucks? I'll drive up and get some more hats. And then uh, it became an, uh, an unofficial part of the rotary, this rotary district, 5150, and that's when it really took off. So um, I average about 20,000 pieces a year. Isn't that crazy? And that's I'm, cool. Yeah. In the 20 years I've been doing this, 23 years I guess it's been, um, over 450,000 Hats and gloves have been distributed. Jeez. Yeah, it's a good hobby. Isn't that cool? It's fun. I, thought that, I thought that was really neat. And then uh, as we, we continued talking, you know, we said that you have, you have a little niche in the market, and it's dealing with seniors. Right. And how did you get into that in the first place? Well, it's interesting. My family, uh, my father started one of the first nursing homes in Minnesota, uh, the Heritage of Edina, back in 1961. And I was in seventh grade at the time. I was the first part-time janitor and worked for my dad for many, many, many years. And um, so I have a lot of experience in working with seniors. And now I've been a realtor since 1993. And um, over 90% of my business every year is helping seniors move from that long-held home into more appropriate housing. So where did you see there? I mean, there's obviously uh, something that was missing in our market. The market segment wasn't providing them with what it is, and what do you think seniors are looking for when it comes to, you know, picking up, moving, and getting rid of their existing place? The, the key word for all seniors is overwhelmed, and they can't imagine what they're going to do with all their stuff, and 
you know, the house will never sell. Do I have to clean it? Do I have to take the pool out? You know, mm-hmm. all those different questions. And honestly, most agents don't have the resources to answer those questions very well, uh, nor do they uh, actually offer too much help and assistance in that way. Yeah, they want to try just, I mean, we're there to be able to sell the house, but there's just a lot more services that are needed for them. Oh, yeah. And, and it's a lot of the organizing. I mean, you almost turned into a contractor. I have many times, many projects. I had a closing and we had, uh, three, we had to pay the plumber. The electrical company needed a whole new electrical panel, uh, some cleaners, and one other that just they just took it out of her proceeds at closing. So. Well, I think that's interesting because a lot of times, you know, people don't want to do the work because they really don't have the, the cash freed right. up. Sometimes in their house, though, they don't owe anything. Right. And so there's a lot of cash in there, and they're going to be able to realize more if they get that fixed by finding contractors that are willing to wait until closing, which is right. unusual. I have a deal with all kinds of people like that. Right, exactly, to be able to get them, and then they'll just pay them off at closing, right. So which helps their, you know, their return. Because obviously we know that's a big deal. Fixing yeah. up, fixing up uh, a place to be able to get it sold. Otherwise, I mean, someone else is going to take the advantage of that or get the advantage of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hey, all they need to really do is put carpet and paint in. Well, that's not the way that a buyer thinks. They, the right. buyer thinks, hey, if I put carpet and paint in, look how much more it's going to be worth. Right. I'm not going to do it just because, you know, I'm well, going to help and you. And a lot of people are asset rich but cash poor. I mean, they Absolutely. just don't have it sitting there. And it's it's because you're on a fixed income or you're on a fixed uh, situation where – you just don't have that extra, you know, bonus check you used to get back when you were working. And so I totally appreciate what you're saying. I mean, having a group of people that can come in and help that understand the, the process, understand what that buyer's going through, and that that's providing great service. Tell you what, guys, let's take a break. We have another half hour of the show to go. So if you do have a real estate-related question, that number, 651-989-9226, uh, or send a text, 81807, 81 In the Twin Cities, it's 58 degrees. And welcome back to this portion of our real estate show. If you have a question related to real estate, we always welcome yours, uh, either by phone, 651-989-9226, or uh, send a text, 81807. I I get people that uh, get a hold of me later because maybe we haven't answered their text question. Mm -hmm. Then one of the things is is they say, you know, they're in the car or something, they're listening to it. So we're going to try to... Grab these text questions as they come in. We have four houses in our neighborhood that have been foreclosed on. Mm. They've been vacant for up to 700 days. Why do the banks sit on these homes for so long and try not to sell them? Andy? The mark-to-market law that it's a, it allows banks to do that. They can hold assets up to 10 years. Um, they're not required as long as they pay the taxes, maintain the properties. They can put those books or those houses on the books to make the banks look healthier and to stay healthier. And that's something that, that was done um, – what was that done almost eight years, seven years ago, something like that? So well, you do see a lot of vacant properties that will sit for years and years and years because of that. And the other part is that sometimes they're sold to other lenders and they're like in transit. You well, know what well, I mean? Well, think about this. The mutual funds, we, a lot of us own mutual funds that have, you know, say housing in there. Well, that housing component is properties that are blended into these mutual funds. So sometimes these mortgages were bundled together with thousands of other mortgages and they're into a, a mutual fund that's sold. They don't really know how to unbundle them or how to move on, you know, pulling out one mortgage. And so sometimes they sit there or, or they have a mortgage insurance claim on the backside, the mortgage company did. And what ends up happening for that mortgage company is that they're waiting for that claim to be settled. Um, and sometimes they dispute over stuff for years. Yeah, we've ran into so many things on that. But the one very frustrating part is if you have a house in that neighborhood and those houses are in disrepair. 
you know, I mean, it's just it's it's definitely going to hurt your value right. as well. So it's that's that's the frustrating. So part. So Chris, but. I got a text in here. Um, Jason and Lonnie in Coon Rapids are siding their mother-in-law and father-in-law's house this weekend. They asked me, "Is this uh, a good decision, residing a house?" Does it matter? They're already citing it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make but, them feel good. Okay, They're listening. Okay, okay sorry. Um, it depends. Uh, to me, I mean, if obviously if it was really bad, you know, yeah. you you have to do it. But if there's a way in which to, I mean, I was just at a house about two months ago that we went through and they're saying, well, hey, we're going to replace all the siding. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I just said, you know what, in, in this scenario, you know, it's not that bad. I would scrape it and then repaint it because it was actually, if there's like three pieces of siding fixed, it mm-hmm. would have fit in really well and then paint it. And, uh, and that's what they're doing. But I think it really yeah. – we do. We have that. We have these questions all the time. I mean, windows, should we replace windows? I mean, generally, yeah. But right. there's some cases that, you know, when it comes time to selling, um, not that if but they're it's, bad, it's you have just, to. But here's the thing. It's like a used car, right? And you, you turn it in. You could spend $50,000 restoring that frame-off restoration before you decide to sell it. But you're putting yourself into a different price bracket that maybe somebody doesn't appreciate. Somebody else that comes in there thinks that they can do the work, they can do that. Let's say the like the boys out doing the siding in Coon Rapids today. Let's say that they got a quote for fifteen thousand dollars and they can do it plus materials for seven or six thousand dollars. Well, then it might be a great choice for them because then Excellent they can choice. see the return. Yeah, exactly. Big time. Should we talk about uh, senior services again? I think we should. We actually got a lot of people uh, responding to this. It uh, seems to be a hot topic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you think about that, Ted? Well, I think that's just fine. Yeah, that's good. But it is. I mean, and it's a, it's a need that people, um, you know, that maybe that we're not quite seeing out there. And I'm, I'm sure other people do, I mean, help mm-hmm. and, and do that kind of thing. But, I mean, it's something that you specialize in directly. Right. I had an opportunity this last summer to visit with a woman. Um, and I came in and she said, here's a tablet. I want you to write down the things that you think I should fix. Mm-hmm. before I put this house in. I want to get as much as I can, so right. make me a list. Right. So I had nine or ten different items. Um, you know, the the ceiling fan and the three-season porch was broken and the burner didn't work into this and the railing was loose, All mm-hmm. the, you know, those things. Yep. So I brought her back a list, and she said, it's just a, almost exactly what the other agent said. And I said, but so she said, darn it. And I said, you know, this isn't a big deal. I can have my handyman fix these four things. I've got a carpet guy. And, you know, just named off a few things that I could do for her. And she said, yeah. so what do you, wait, wait, you do it? And I said, well, I'm not paying for it, but I will make sure it all gets done. And these are people I've been working with for years and years, so I know they're not going to jip you. And uh, I'd be glad to. She said, you know what the other agent said? Call me when it's done. <laughs> so I got that listing. And so he should have been nicer about that. Yeah, I should have yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I pushed her down. Yeah, I, yeah right. guy. you know me. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Take that, and then he lady. went to a volleyball game. See, <laughs> this is what happened. I gotta go to my kids' volleyball. <laughs> what the heck? Of I'm assuming you had a child in the volleyball tournament. By right. the way, the way I, you guys are talking, I'm I the one I... that eats all those extra cookies and sits around and talks about their grandkids for four hours. Uh, so, oh, good lord, it, it's fun though. Actually, I, you know, it's funny though that in this business, uh, that that crowd, the senior crowd, I get such a they're, they're walking, talking history books. Oh yeah, and the, the stories and the like. We like talking about like remember what old you know the city used to look like before they put all these buildings in and it was farmland across the street and. I can talk for hours, actually to my own detriment, to the point of where I have to stop and say, okay, let's get focused again. And I think that, you know, one of the uh, things we were talking about on break was, you know, having the ability to take someone that's a senior and or or let's say that you inherited a property or whatever it might be 
And, you know, dad started getting to the point where he couldn't walk as much. And so he started, you know, they wear their shoes in the house and then the carpet gets worn out or the hardwood floors get tracks in it. Or then they go into a wheelchair and then they have all the handicap bars and things around the house. And that that's a house that's lived in. And that, that house is obviously custom designed for that person to live in it. And when you think about going up for sale, talk to us a little bit about the challenges. How do we take a house like that without insulting someone's feelings and saying, how do we get it market ready so that it's appealing to more people? What What are your secrets? Well, and and there are some projects, as you know, that really do have to be done, like like the side end, but it's in bad shape and stuff. But a lot of these other projects I don't think really have to be done. Um, I sell mm-hmm. a, quite a few of my houses in an as-is condition, mm-hmm. and the seniors love that. They realize they might be getting less for their property, mm-hmm. but they most of them don't have 5000 10000 to put out. Right. And darn it, this shag carpet has been good for 33 years. I'll be right. darned if I'm replacing it. Right, and for someone way, else's benefit. And in a way, Ted, right. too, that sometimes with that shag carpet, you can get away with it by saying, hey, by the way, there's hardwood floors underneath Oh, there. and that's what I do, sure. Right, yeah, so people see that as good. But I think the other thing is, Andy, when we're talking about um, – you know, seniors and, and where they've been, it's it's figuring out their perspective on things. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the right. seniors went through some times that, you know, people like me have no idea, you know, growing up in poverty-stricken, you know, recession time and, yep. you know, barely being able to to eat and, and do that and mm-hmm. knowing that, hey, you know what, that, that shag carpet is perfectly fine. I mean, it's, it's working. You know, why would you replace that? And so I think it's understanding that perspective. Right. And then, you know, from a, a realtor and a marketing perspective, you, we got to show, you know, the other parts that the, the value. Right. And, and that's what I mean by, hey, there's hardwood floors under here. If mm-hmm. you finish those, look at how great this would be. So in a way, I think that it, it might not totally replace all the carpet, but it'll, it'll, it'll make it a lot closer. And it's, I always call them justifiers, mm-hmm. that people can justify that. But boy, but look at the area that we're in. And you know that outside they took such great care of it. Mm-hmm. And all I have to do is pull out that carpet and redo the floors and it's going to be perfect. I agree. So, yeah. Well, talk about those hurdles, though, too, real quick before we go to break. We wanted to talk a little bit about the... The challenges, like, you know, like when you talk about like the mental part of moving again and, and, and really helping that person with, we talked about, you know, they want to know where they're going before they make decisions. Talk a little bit about that. Put us in the mind frame of someone that you would be helping a well, lot of times think. they've been in their house for 40 or 50 years. Most of the neighbors are gone and they don't know where they would go. And that is the very first um, pause in their whole thing and their excuse, I don't know where I'd go. Mm-hmm. So one of my challenges is to help counsel them, and there are other companies now that do this as well, um, and uh, try to figure out what where do they want to go, what what are their needs. I mean, if they're mm-hmm. good to go into independent living, then that's going to limit, it's going to actually expand what they can get into. And then there's the financial part, how much can you afford a day, and all those things. And of course, as you said, most seniors will just tell you they're broke and they don't have any money. And because of the depression in that era, they they kind of feel like they don't have any money, even if they do. Right. It's, it's just they're, nope, I don't have the money. Absolutely yep. not. Which to is do why it. they still have 33-year-old green shag carpet. Yep. That's right. But the other thing is. is and their money's worth, as my grandpa would say. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah. and I also think what happens is that they don't realize what those costs are. And so maybe if they're thinking, hey, I've got to do that shag carpet. But maybe they're thinking about, well, what I've got to clear everything out. I've got to have a mover come. I've got to do all that, all those expenses. And so just kind of getting the whole story. That's right, what right. I've found is, is if you give them the whole story and go through it, you usually find where that little, that little tipping point is True. and what you need to get past to be able to get them you know, the most money out of their home. Well, and you remember, though, too, though, and when we've talked about this with seniors before, too, 
they, they may have paid for that house when they bought it originally for $17,000. And now it's worth $260,000. And spending five or six or $10,000 is half of what I paid for the house originally. That's a hurdle that I don't have that they have that, you know, like you talked about, it's just walking through consulting and, and, and getting those feelings in the open so that you can actually understand their needs and then help them. Yeah, so we got Ted Field with us with Remax Results, uh, uh, senior senior extraordinaire uh-uh. here, and uh, the guy who uh, has provided gloves and hats for what four hundred thousand people, four hundred fifty thousand people. Wow! Yeah. So not guy. only does he know what he's doing, he's a really good person too. That's why so. he's here. Yeah, we just happen to be Andy. You'd be happy with this. We're, we're when we were together. I sat down and I didn't even go to the buffet table. What? I was sitting, yeah, and I, I found Ted sitting there, and we just started striking up a conversation. Talk about tackling people normally. I mean, yeah. yes, jeez. <laughs> but Ted Field, Remax Results, give me your phone number quick. 612-418-3901. Very good. Let's uh, take a quick break. We have more show to come if you do have a real estate question, 651-989-9226, or send a text, 81807. In the Twin Cities, a few clouds out there. Beautiful weekend. CCO temperature reading 58. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our real estate show here on 830 WCCO. 58 degrees now on this beautiful weekend. If you have a real estate question related, 651-989-9226 or send a text. 81807. Chris and Andy, where do we go from here? We've been talking to Ted Field with Remax Results about uh, seniors and uh, how they, um, I don't know, how they look at things and what they're looking for. Uh, Ted, if you could say maybe, I mean, what's the, what's number one? What's, what's to start with, with a senior when you're meeting with them? What do you think? Well, it's, it's just, it's to sit and, and, um, counsel them and ask them questions about what are their wants and what are their needs and how can I fill those wants and needs. And I can also observe things that they're not noticing, like, you know, when's the last time you had a good meal, whatever. I mean, I don't actually go to that depth, but I'll tell you one time my mother, um, I said, mom, you got to start eating more protein. And she said, well, like what? And I said, how about fish? She said, okay. So the next time I saw her, she said, you'll be proud of me. I had fish. And I said, Mom, what'd you have? She said, a whole box of goldfish crackers. <laughs> so, she listened. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to get too personal either. But yeah. I try to find out, you know, what really are their needs. And, and um, generally speaking, though, it's where am I going to go? I think Andy, too. I think sometimes there's that fallacy of, you know, hey, Mom and Mom, Dad, let's Let's put them in the nursing home. Yeah. I just don't think that's the case. I think, you know, there's so many communities out there, and oh, Ted yeah. knows as well, that, yep. I mean, are, are wonderful communities. Well, yeah, was just, we were just talking about that, you know, on the break, is that most people that are scared of going to that next, you know, uh, like the the rental or whatever, and it's a 55-plus, and then they get there and they're like, my life is so much more enriched with the relationships I've gained, with the activities I'm doing every day, versus sitting in my house by myself where the house is falling apart. I'm lonely because none of my old friends or original neighbors are still around us, and the kids only visit once a week or whatever it is. And it's like they go there, and all of a sudden it's a whole new rejuvenation of their lifestyle. Right. And and I think that sometimes that's the teaser that maybe helps motivate people is let's take them out. Let's actually go and check out some of these places people are talking about. Before you you hold it against it, because I think a lot of people resist it because it's like, oh, it's the final phase of my life. It's not. It could be a whole new phase of an exciting part of your life, too. 
Well, I agree. And it used to be, you know, my home or the nursing home. But right. as you said, there, there's so many different options in between and so many new places mm-hmm. going up that will fit the needs of, the, of pretty much everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think a struggle with uh, most people now are, I mean, when you're dealing with money um, and, and a market like we're in is do we sell first or do we buy first? And, I mean, obviously you're always going to be better off if you're able to purchase first because you're going to get what you want and then mm-hmm. you can put your house in the exact condition you need it to. But a lot of people aren't in that position to be able to do that. So um, sometimes it's, you know, maybe extending out closings, you know, get their house mm-hmm. sold but extend out a closing so they have enough time in which to be able to purchase something. But I think, too, Andy, mm-hmm. that when when we're looking, we kind of, you know, I mean, you know, hey, if this is what they're looking for, you know it's going to come up. I mean, I've been saying that for the last four or five months that people are, like, looking. And I'm like, don't worry. It's coming. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's going to be coming. Yep. And uh, so I think there's sometimes you can kind of calculate that. But in some of these over 55, I mean, you've got to get on waiting lists. Oh, too. absolutely. Yeah, yeah sometimes a that's a year or more. Yeah. more. Yes. Yeah, a year or more. So... Good. All right. Well, what else do you want to talk about, Mr. Brasky? Um, You know, I think that, you know, kind of taking a look at, again, um, you know, evolving around that topic of someone that's lived in a house for a long time. And I think sometimes conversations that have to be had that maybe the kids can't do or the parents won't listen to the kids and then the realtor comes in and then all of a sudden we become the enemy. Um, Let's talk about some of those things. What are some of the biggest hurdles you see with selling a house that somebody's lived in for a long time? I mean, you know, what what are the common challenges or things that we need to address that people don't want to talk about? Well, the condition of the home, because they're totally embarrassed. And, you know, if the kids are fighting about it, that's another whole thing. Because, mm-hmm. you know, one of them saying, move, 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 because they don't want to take care of them. The other one's saying, stay here, stay here. Where else are we going to have Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. And the more they push, the less they're going to get any places. We know you just don't. You just don't push on people. Right. Exactly. So the family dynamics can be really tough. But I've often just asked the sons and daughters to excuse us for a few minutes while I talk to mom. Good. And I say, are they driving you nuts? She goes, you noticed? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so we try to formulate a plan. And, you know, what I tell them, you are my client. Yeah. If you tell me not to talk to your kids, guess what? I'm not going to talk to your kids or but, your neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes, yeah. though, that, you know, maybe look at kids as nagging and doing that. But I think there's a – I mean, we know that there's a lot of people oh. that really care about what's going to happen to them and they don't want them to be alone. That's right. You know, yeah. and so sometimes they care too much, which causes a problem, you know, because in reality it's what what does that person want? Right. You know, and where well, do they want to go? And being a caretaker has its advantages and disadvantages, you know, to be able to say that I've been taking care of my mother for the last three years can be pretty powerful stuff on the talk circuit. But mm-hmm. is it really best for mom? You know, I agree. I think I've had so many clients. I had a woman not long ago who said I went and visited her and at her new place, and she said, do you think I'm taller? <laughs> I think I'm taller. And I said, okay, yeah. Now you're what, 4.3? Or, you know, I mean, <laughs> but she really thought she was taller and was indicative of how much better she felt. And another thing about senior communities is the meals. Yeah. Because as I talked about my mom, and she was the incredible shrinking woman, and she just said, Teddy, I've made thousands and thousands of meals, and I don't want to cook anymore. And by the way, my taste buds don't work. I want sweet. I want salty. Mm -hmm. And that's all they want. But if somebody else cooks and puts the food in front of them, 
then you get that balanced meal, and boy, that's that's the whole ticket of everything. You guys have that balanced protein, and, and it's just right really down. important to get somebody on your side that really understands, you know, not only what you're going through, but also is a real estate professional um, that that can sell your house. Because I mean that I mean we find it in all segments of the market too. Mm-hmm. You know, the things that you you really know. I mean, you know them, you know, and you can lead people and help them in that direction. And sometimes you know exactly how they're feeling. You know, yeah. and you get a couple questions. It's kind of like, so this is what you're saying, right? And they're like, "Yep," and they give you that that mm-hmm. thing. So it's that's that's a great thing that you're doing. Yes, I have a good time doing it too. Believe me. Oh yeah, good. I can imagine. <laughs> good. Well, we've got a couple of minutes to go, guys. We enjoy it too. So um, get out there. I'll tell you, it's uh, going crazy. If you wanna if you wanna see all those new houses coming on too, ChrisRooney.com. Little little plug there. How many but, open uh, houses? How many? Did you I think we see? have fourteen next weekend. Wow! Yeah, yeah. so we How got many? a bunch this weekend too. So, yeah. but it's uh, hopefully we're going to have nice sunny, but not too sunny, so everyone sits out and does guard work. Yeah, they need to come out and look. Spend some of that money. Jeez. Yeah. How about you, Andy? Well, yeah, we've got. Uh, we I don't know what do you have ten people on our team now, and everybody's out doing a couple open houses every day. So it's. We're, we're that's where we're finding a lot of success right now is having that open house, being out in the public again, meeting the people, meeting the neighbors, having the opportunity to actually, I guess, educate consumers and spend the time to say, here's how the process works. Here's what's happening in today's market. Here's what you can expect or anticipate to have happening. And I, I find that we be, we've become educators instead of salespeople. And it, it really, when you take that perspective to this industry, like I think a lot of us have, um, you know, in this room, especially here, I, I know that, uh, it, it changes the outcome. It changes the perspective, and it's it's a, a valued position that's I, I enjoy. You know, versus I, feeling like you're a, you got to sell somebody something, and I hate that. Yeah, so. you know when you said that too. It's to me what I think has happened is everyone's got the information out there. Yeah, I think we can decipher it for them and then put it kind of and make sense, like real sense. Because mm-hmm. you go on that internet, you can find any listing that you want. You know, people think they can go buy it, but when you you got to bring it all together. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what realtors do, and I think open houses. Right are important because it's, it's non-threatening um, um, for people that are coming in. They're just going to look at it and, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of times, hey, Chris, I want to go look at uh, that house for 700000 Now Chris is going to attack, you know what I mean, and then stay on that person. But if they can just go through an open house then call Chris after, it's a lot easier. We're out of time. Oh. Ted, thank you for thank coming you, in. Nice job. Enjoyed it. Chris and Andy, uh, how do we get – well, for folks that want to get in touch with Ted, they can go through you guys. What's the easiest way – to do that for each of me, one me of personally, you. go to Prasky. That's P R A S K Y dot com. Yeah, we both have contact information on there. ChrisRooney.com. Very good. We're going to be back in next week. Hope you'll join us again for more of the Real Estate Show here on eight three zero WCCO. Dara st- standing by uh, next hour here. Few clouds out there. A beautiful day. Uh, we're going to get up to around sixty eight degrees today. Maybe seventy tomorrow. Right now, fifty eight. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.